Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, friends. Welcome back to A Game of No Halves. It's Miles. I'm joined by my father, Bob, once again. Hello, Bob. Hello. What's going on? Well, lots going on. Lots going on. Yeah, no, seriously. It's it's Mm. been quite a week. It has been quite a week, actually. And uh, before we get into the comedic element of, of any of this, really, we wanted to address something... Really quite sad that's happened in the last sort of seven days or so, right? Well, my friend Steve Wright has passed away yeah. and um, it's a huge moment in the history of Radio 2 and for all of us that were his friends, it's mm. a huge moment. For all of us, it's very, very sad. I, I was um, also the fact that we've moved away from what has been the home of Radio 2 for many, many years, Wogan House, yeah. just across the road from uh, New Broadcasting House. And uh, we're moving into, or in my case, I've moved into brand new studios over there, 82K. Looks like a spaceship. It's Is that the name of the studio? Yeah, oh. Studio 82k. I saying it's like 82k resolution in there. Or something like that. <laughs> well, it looks like it, doesn't yeah, it? When yeah. you see it. It's it's a beautiful space, and obviously it rep- represents a pathway into the future. But I was the last day at uh, Wogan House. I went up into the sixth floor mm. and went back into my old studio and just sat there for a little while, just taking it all in, thinking about Steve, thinking about everything that's happened there over the years, because I've got so many, many great memories of moments in that studio, Mm. you know, with guests that have come in and um, uh, other members of the Radio 2 family. I know it sounds a bit, maybe even corny to say that, but Radio 2 really is a family. And I think that's really come through over the last few days, you know. So I feel very sad about Steve. We first met, he and I, Miles in 1977 at a little radio station called Radio 210 in Reading in Berkshire. And Steve, um, I was was asked to do a guest um, appearance on the sport and music show on the Saturday afternoon, Mm. two till six, taking all the scores and everything was brilliant. Fun. A bit like this. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And and at six o'clock, this just before six, we had a hot seat changeover and this this young lad so, came So in. when you say a hot seat changeover, that means that you would, what, press play on a song and in while the song's going on, well, actually, you'd get out and Steve would get in or how would it work? Well, the news was going. The news. Three minutes to, to achieve it. Yeah. And Steve came in with a big box 
spilling the tapes and <laughs> carts and cassettes and singles. Yeah, because he always had his own jingles made, didn't he, for his shows, right? He did, and he used his to make a lot of them himself. So he created these characters, yeah. and he yeah. was doing that even at 210. <laughs> and uh, he plonked the box down next to me. I listened to his show on the way home, and honestly, it was brilliant. It was yeah. absolutely brilliant. It was called the Radio 210 Club, the show mm. that he was doing. So he was creating this environment as if you'd gone to visit this club. So you get all the voices <laughs> in the background. You got uh, some of the characters that were at we the club. We should start doing that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> get some staff members involved. Maybe maybe there could be some sort of posthumous. Maybe we could have like the, the Steve Wright stand at the Limington Stadium or something in his honour. Something like that. That might be quite nice. That's a good idea, isn't it? Should we? Uh, maybe Be we should behind the home goal. Or, yeah, yeah. Okay. Maybe we should do that. The Steve Wright stand. The Steve Wright stand at yeah. the Livingston Stadium. I think that'd be nice. I hadn't actually. thought of that, but that's a really good idea. There we go. Okay. Yeah, great. Okay. Well, well, we'll do that. In so, uh, <laughs> so we move into the future now in terms of the studios and everything else. But you know, at the beginning of this show, I just wanted to mention Steve because yeah. you know he used to come up and join me on the old Grey Whistle test from time to time. Oh, just like well, test, really? to be in the studio. Oh, funny. I took him, him back that far. Yeah, huh. I took him to the um, Saturday Night Fever premiere in <laughs> London. You? He was your I date. Did. He was my date oh, for the night. Yeah. Well, he always used to call you Brother Bob, didn't he? I Brother B. Brother I was B. His Brother B. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was yeah, so nice. So. I, I met him yeah, a fair few times over the years going yeah. to Radio 2 and he was always just so warm and friendly. He was just, just a lovely man, wasn't he? Well, he used to do a show with Mike Reed on Radio 210, obviously called the Read and Write Show. <laughs> and so, <laughs> Yeah, good. I like that. And, and the, the, the radio station was set back. It was actually a converted ambulance station. Okay. And it was set back from the main A4, um, about four or five hundred yards, but <laughs> down a little uh, driveway. Yeah. And Steve got one of the engineers to put a microphone on like a half mile lead because there wasn't any radio mics in those days. No, yeah, of course not. And he'd walk down the bottom of the drive and onto the A4 and he'd flag down cars <laughs> and he'd stick the microphone into the car to yeah. see if they were listening to Radio 210. <laughs> and he'd reach in on the car radio, on the dial, yeah. and redial them into Radio 210. And if they were listening, he had a bucket of prizes. He'd just chuck a couple of prizes <laughs> in the car. <laughs> That's so cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, nice yeah, memories. There you go. Wonderful well, memories. There yeah. we go. So so the Steve Wright stand is now... The Steve Wright stand, yeah. ...come into being. We'll, yeah. North yeah. London will be shooting towards that in the second half of games. Uh, like yes, time, I would we say. will. As long Excellent. as we win the toss, that'll be our second half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, well, welcome back to another episode, everybody. And a brief uh, interview between the seasons last week when we did a Q&A special. Mm -hmm. uh, we had so many questions from people on social media and just in general life about like how North London actually works. So we thought it was a good way of, of kind of addressing everything and uh, giving people a bit more insight into how Bob's crazy mind actually works with this. More and more people are coming up to me <laughs> saying, you you are not serious. I'm, I'm, yes, yeah, I am. Unfortunately, you are. Or very actually fortunately, thanks to, because we've got this podcast. To thank yeah. you right now. So um, we left last time. It was the end of the 0405 season. Yeah, I mean, uh, Actually, I must say, Mars. Yeah. So Alex Bremer, my friend Alex Bremer, <laughs> uh, was listening the other day, and he said, "Oh, I get it now. I understand yeah. what it is. It, it's your son uh, mercilessly <laughs> taking the Mickey out of you for nearly an hour." I said, "Yeah, that's probably about yeah. right." I'm <laughs> laughing with you, not at you, Bob. Right? <laughs> <No>. Yeah. <laughs> um, right then, Bob. But now on to uh, this week's episode, and uh, we left you with a bit of a bit of a cliffhanger because we uh, we said we were coming to the World Club Championship, but last week's episode was actually a Q and A episode. Yes. yes. Uh, so you've been we, on the edge of the cliff know, there for quite some time. Uh, where we addressed a load of questions. Go, set <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so actually, if you'd like to submit any questions, by the way, for us to answer in future Q&As, uh, 
Q&A episodes or in future episodes, please follow us on socials at A Game of No Halves is where you can find us across all of uh, social media. And we'd love to hear from you anyway yes. to, uh, to hear about things that you're thinking about the podcast in North London and all that sort of thing. But we answered yeah. a few questions in last week's episode. We do love hearing from you, actually. Yeah, Seriously. yeah. So, so and, come uh, give us a follow. And also, you know, whatever thoughts you've got for our third kit designs i know well there's yeah there's lots of stuff that we can uh, yeah we can we can be yeah. looking at for that but yeah if you've got any ideas about color combinations for a third kit that would be uh that'd be great mm. um but meanwhile meanwhile so now uh, we're going into this is so this is now the summer between 0506 and 0607 yes well um, it's the summer of 2006 2006 yeah summer of 2006 so this yes. is before next season starts. This yes. is in place of what would have been the World Cup at the yes. time, right? Yeah. Now this, this is the, uh, the Rooney stamp and the yeah. Uh, yeah, the Ronaldo wink. It's it's that summer. That World Cup. But in my yeah. world, there wasn't a World Cup. There was a World Club Championship. Of course. Now, yeah. so the World Club Championship is, yes. is an exclusive <laughs> North London invention yes. in this world. Yes. Explain to the audience how this works then. Okay, so uh the great the top teams from across the world, the club teams. Yeah. Um, and literally that means every league, you know, every sort of major league across the globe mm-hmm. um, is represented in the yeah, World how Club far, How far do you, championship. Do you go? Every, like every major country? Like, well, have a look. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You'll well, see. Well, yeah, so, so we'll get to it. So. But, you know, there, there is a, a bias towards some of the top European teams yeah. and some of the top South American teams. Yeah, okay. And then everything else is built around them. Yeah, okay, fine. Um so today's episode is going to be a bit of a World Club Championship special, basically, because this is such an in-depth tournament that we're just going to delve yes. into it yes. um, and focus entirely on this before uh, we get to the next season. For North London FC, it's uniquely challenging. Okay. So the squad remains as it was from the end of last season, right? Yeah, because what you can't do, you're just not allowed to do, is sign players just for the World Club Championship because oh, every okay. team would do that. <laughs> so once the January transfer window closes, that's it. Oh, right. That's the so squad. So it doesn't open again until after the World Club Championship. Exactly. It, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, imposing some real rules here. Yes. So let's just go down the squad for okay. now just to okay. give people a reminder. Yeah. I'm in goal, obviously. Yes. Best keeper in the world, <laughs> still between the sticks. Yeah. We've, got, we've got Witt Smith, we've got Yapstam, Freddie Haynes, uh, it's Carsten Ramelow, isn't it? The, yes. the German centre back. See, see what a, what a combination at central defence. <laughs> and Fabio Cannavaro. Oh yeah, which is I mean. which is mega. My brother Ben Harris, number seven. Number eight is Fonseca, who's a kind of winger, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, Diego Tristan, number nine. Uh, one of your favourite players of yep. all time, right? Yeah. Uh, Pablo Aymar, number 10 as well. Well, the thing about Diego Tristan, we said last time, he just fitted into the pattern of the... Yeah. Uh, he, he was the big number nine, but he also had a lot of skill as well. Perfect combination. Peter Crouch. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's stretching it a little bit. <laughs> Sorry, Crouch. Okay. Anyway, uh, Ian Giggs, of course, yeah. number eleven. Ryan Giggs is twin brother. For those of you that haven't heard that before, I'm amazed he's still there, but he's still going. He's 31. He? He's 31. So, you know, so, yeah. I think he's still got a few years in him. Uh, Mark Barnard, who's a sub goalkeeper, number yep. twelve. There, there's no number thirteen. Clearly, it was unlucky. Uh, Dennis Romadal, my my other two brothers, Dylan and Jamie, number fifteen and sixteen. Yeah. We've got Ben Whitehead and Lee Bedwell, who both played in my brother's five-a-side football team at school. Yes. John Carew, number nineteen. <laughs> uh, Hoffland, number 20. There's no number 21. Kaka is number 22. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Adriano, number 23. Harper, 24. Cassaro, 25. Bennett, 26. Naylor, 27. And Booker, 28. See, David Bennett is just beginning to become a, an important the member world, of the world squad. class. I mean, yeah, yeah he's yeah. scoring a lot of goals from yeah, left back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we'll head into... Right, now, so uh, in total, so there's a group stage and there are eight different groups, okay? Yes. Now, eight. I went... <laughs> 
I did a huge amount of research, as you can see, you, Miles. Yeah, you can tell. <laughs> uh, there are eight, eight groups, is that right? Eight groups, yeah. yes. Yeah. And um, so what I did was I seeded the very top uh, yeah. teams. How so did you, did you have like a system? Did you have like a sort of Excel spreadsheet to do this? Or did you just kind no, of No, I don't, I, I don't do spreadsheets. <laughs> I don't really know how they work. But what I did do was, you know, there's the obvious... I love this. <laughs> well, you go through it. Right, all right, fine. So, uh, so th- th- this is the first group stage. So I assume the eight groups are whittled down to then four groups after this. So it's yes. a long tournament. It's a long tournament. So you're in uh, group one, uh, North London. Yep. Who are with Atletico Nacional from Mexico, mm. Locomotive Moscow from Russia, yep. and Arnott Gardens from Jamaica. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of that team in my entire they life. They must have won a domestic Ar- Arnott trophy. Arnott Gardens. Yes. I love that. If there's, Arnott a, Gardens. If there's any Arnott Gardens fans listening to the podcast, please, please get in please touch reach with us. Out. Oh my God. <laughs> That'd, That'd be amazing. Be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, group two Juventus, yep. Chelsea. Yep. Grampus 8 from yes, Japan. Yes. And the San Jose Earthquakes from the USA. Fair enough. Uh, Grampus 8, I don't think I even, I don't think I've heard of Grampus 8 before. Yeah, briefly. From, from Japan. Well, it's sort of pre, are they Japan? Yeah, What, what Japan. was the American team then? Was so, a, San Jose Earthquakes. Ah, right, yeah. okay. So, so Grampus 8, anyway. Yeah, because Gary Lineker briefly played in the Japanese league, didn't he, at one point? Yeah, who was that for again? No, I can't, I can't remember. remember. Anyway, well, there it we might have been Grand Sake, I can't yeah. remember. Um, tell so us, tell us. Yeah, if you yeah, know. again, yeah, on socials. Uh, mm. Group three, Palmeiras mm. from Brazil, yep. PSV from Holland, Club Bruges from Belgium, and you've got Deportivo Jalapa from Nicaragua. <laughs> 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 I can't see them making it out of the group stage myself, but you never know. No, you never know. I'm, I'm not sure what club football's like in Nicaragua. Well, they must, again, they must have won a domestic trophy. Yeah. Because that's how come they, I, they're in the <laughs> World Club Championship. That's unbelievable. Uh, group four, Real Madrid. Yeah. Uh, you've then got Penarol from Uruguay. Yeah. Do you know who they are at all? I don't remember, but they, again, they must have won the league. Yeah, Man United and yes. also Club Nigeria from Nigeria. Okay. So that's... You see, and they're seeded. So Man United, it wasn't the greatest. I think Man United so got they in. they finished like third in the Premier League. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, so that's group four. Mm-hmm. Group five, you've got River Plate from Argentina, yeah. Leon from France, Rapid Vienna from Austria, and uh, Pachna from Mexico. Okay. So you've got two Mexican teams in the yeah, group. Yeah, that's which interesting. Is really uh, group six, Bayern Munich, Boca Juniors from Argentina, Celtic from Scotland, and uh, I'm going to try and pronounce this. This is a tough one. Deportivo Alajuelense from Costa Rica. I think you did that really well, actually. Deportivo Alajuelense. There you go. Okay. Uh, I've actually been to Costa Rica. Uh, uh, it must have been like almost 10 years ago now mm. with my wife, mm. Catherine. Mm. Love, it's such a cool mm. country. Mm. The people there are so chill. It's great. Yes, They've yes. got this phrase that they always use. Uh, it's called uh, Pura Vida. They say Pura Vida to everybody, which means like pure life. And, nice. Uh, kind of Ooh, a, I like that. kind of a greeting that they use. Me and Catherine at home, we've got like a wooden sign above our door that says Pura Vida on it. Oh, so, that's great. Uh, there you go. So oh, that Vida. really appeals to me. Deportivo Alajuelense. Appeals to the hippie in me. Yeah, yeah, way. yeah. <laughs> um, so that's group six. Group seven, Corinthians from Brazil, AC Milan, Ajax from Holland, and Lynn Oslo from Norway. Yes. Uh, and then group eight, you've got Barcelona, you've got Rio from Brazil, you've got uh, Landskrona from Sweden. Okay. Where I will be, not not Landskrona, but I'll be in Stockholm uh, yes. after we've recorded this session, I'm flying tomorrow, and, and just, just Dubai. 
Just Dubai. <laughs> right, okay. From, from Dubai. Yes. Um, so there you go. So that's the eight groups. So, yeah. so your group stage, let's just recap. You are against Atletico Nacional from Mexico, Locomotive Moscow from Russia, and Arnott Gardens from Jamaica. Yes. I kind of hope they get a sneaky draw against you, just because I think it'd be fun. Anyway... Group stage, first game is against Locomotive Moscow. Right. So where is the... Well, sorry, we'll have to absolutely smash Bob <laughs> me with my foot. <laughs> no. You're out injured yes, for the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think who that's going to be. So long, so long as it's not uh, Jude Bellingham, we're, we're oh, going to be I'm okay. Sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, dear. Um, so <laughs> where is the World Club Championship held? Is it held in a particular country or region? Or Yes, or, like, on, on this occasion, it would be round the... Uh, well, no, it can't be Portugal, can it? Because we're... The last one was held in Portugal. So this would be, in fact, I remember this because this was a very, very hot weather um, championship. And so it would have been quite close to the equator. So I reckon it's in the northern part of South America. There you go. Mm. Wow. So opening game held on the the 10th of June, 2006, to be precise. Uh, Locomotive Moscow get beaten 3-0 in the opening game by North London. Kaká, Casaro, and uh, John Carew with okay. three goals. Yeah. Says, uh, team take early lead in the uh, open first 20 minutes before struggling to capitalise against obdurate opponents. Obdurate? What, what a word. What a word. I don't hear that word. I'm dead. What does it mean? Obdurate. Uh, awkward, difficult. Obdurate. Uh, uh, defensive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> obdurate. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay, great. And, and don't forget that the team has just come through the huge high of a very, very testing 4-3 uh, win over Champions Barcelona. Champions League, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so they're so, a little bit slow off the mark, but that's fine. Yeah. Uh, obdurate opponents, love that. Obdurate. Uh, it said uh, they begin to create chances in the second half before Casaro and substitute Carew ensure first competition win. Yes. Very good. And in, uh, I like that you've also got the uh, the results, well, the result of the other game in the group, which was obviously Atletico Nacional versus Arnott Gardens, who uh, who win 6-2, Atletico Nacional of Arnott Gardens. So not, oh, not the best start oh, for the Gardens. Jamaican so outfit. There wasn't, there wasn't the opening day surprise. Unfortunately not. And then uh, the next game, you play Arnott Gardens. Okay. And it's a 4-0 victory. Fonseca, John Carew and Pablo Aymar with two. And in the other game, Atletico Nacional win that as well, 2-0 over Locomotive Moscow. And I probably Moscow. made a lot of changes, didn't uh, I? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. And we're still on the 4 2 3 Formation. Four two three one. Yeah. So actually, I, I didn't start in goal for that game. So obviously, it wasn't your first eleven. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's between you and Atletico Nacional as to the top two places in the group, really. Okay. And you play them in the last game. Yes. And it looks like a really good game as well because North London come through at four three. <gasps> Dylan Harris with the first, and then a Kaká hat trick. Yes. Um, it says uh, Dylan Harris and Kaká brilliant as North London dominate first half. Atletico score three excellent second half goals. Yeah. So you were actually three 0 up at half time. Yeah. They draw it back to um, well, it says here it goes one nil, two nil, three nil, then then three one, and then four one, and then four two, four three. So you just hold out. Yes. For the win, and this becomes it, from memory. This becomes a bit of a pattern of a lot of energy early on in the game and then the energy beginning to evaporate yeah, really? a little bit. Mm. I think we'll see that this is a yeah, pattern through okay. the tournament. Uh, and in the other game of that group, poor old Arnott Gardens get dispatched 7-0 by Locomotive Moscow. So it's an mm. unfortunate no points, minus 15 goal difference for poor old Arnott Gardens oh, in, in the group stage. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so you just play each other the once, I assume, and then you go through to the second group stage, which is exactly what's about to happen. So, so what does what the table look like then? So, so you finished first on uh, nine points, Atletico yeah. National, 
Moscow second on six, Lokomotiv Moscow third on three, and Arnott Gardens last on zero. Okay. So you and Atletico Nacional mm-hmm. are through to the next group stage. Yes. And so you're drawn, there's another four-team sort of group, and there are four groups now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're losing basically the bottom half of the teams, aren't That's we? That's really? right. And now we've got a strong-looking... Well, you do, yeah, because you're in Group One with River Plate, AC Milan, and PSV Eindhoven. I mean, that's that's, so that's a strong that's, group, that is isn't it? Yeah. And what did the other groups uh, look like? So, Group Two is Barcelona, Chelsea, Juventus, and Rio. Whoa. Group Three: Corinthians, Bayern Munich, Atletico Nacional, and Lyon. Okay. And Group Four: Boca Juniors, Real Madrid, Palmeiras, and Man United. <gasps> there's wow. not. There's not a. Probably the third group is the weakest, yeah. if you can say yeah, that. I think but you, yeah. that's all strong groups. You'd isn't almost it? say that actually, Atletico Nacional from your group of the weakest team still left in, I would say, mm, mm. out of all that. So, so yeah, interesting. So I guess you then, every team plays each other once again and then yes. we go through to the, the knockout round after this, yes, don't we? Yes, yes. So I wonder how you're going to feel. Uh, and of course, to construct these, you can't have the same two teams playing each other in the next again, round yeah, that played yeah, each other yeah. in the previous round. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. can you imagine the... Uh, <laughs> The, the amount of time I was the spending. Amount of, the amount of a brain capacity we've been put into this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so we, we go into the second group stage here. The first game is against PSV, Bob. Yeah. And uh, North London come through at 3-1, which is uh, very good news. Ramelow, Kaka, and an own goal in the 52nd ah, minute. Okay. T- it's a tough, difficult game. Go behind in the 27th minute before producing best performance of the tournament so far against a very, very physical PSV side. Uh, yeah, I see. Uh, which means that you've actually got injuries to Cannavaro, Dylan Harris, and Kaka after this game. This, yes. The referee needed to get a grip on that game by the sounds of things. Well, you see, having won (laughs) the competition in 2002, obviously everybody wants to beat us. Yeah. uh, So uh, would you say your favourites going into this then? What, the tournament you mean? Yeah. Yes. You're like top seed. You're the favourite. Yeah, and we're the number one side in the world at this moment. Yeah, obviously you are then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, And in the other game in the group, River Plate actually beat AC Milan 2-1. So that's a bit of a surprise result. Well, River Plate were a very strong team in those days, really. Yeah, well, as proven by the next game, Bob, because you're playing River Plate and it's a 3-1 defeat to River Plate. Wow. 3-1. Now, this is the first... Defeat in the World Club Championships for about 15 <laughs> matches. There you go. It says uh, PSV game takes its toll, that yeah. physical battle. Yeah. You go 2-0 down early against technically excellent River Plate. Yes. Ramelow inspires fantastic North London revival, but the 88th minute goal from River Plate kills the game. So we, we got back to 2-1. Oh, look, it says here, sorry. Uh, first defeat in World Club Championships for 20 games. 20 games. 20. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh, defensive Warriors with seven goals conceded in the last three yeah that's uh you see there's wow. this is this is a testing tournament it is yeah mm. very very testing yeah uh, ac milan get themselves a victory in the other game in the group against psv one nil so it leaves things in the balance really doesn't it a, a win and a defeat so you really you need to win the last game against ac milan who've got themselves a win uh under their belt now as well yes so um it's a full strength team i'm in goal Douglas Booker at right back yeah. with uh, David Bennett on the left Hoffman and Stam in uh, a centre uh, defence with Ramelow in defensive midfield Fonseca Kaka and Dylan Harris across the three with the turf front being uh, John Crew and Adriano is starting what wow. looks to be his first game of the tournament yes um, and it looks to have paid off because it's a 2-1 winning at AC Milan Adriano scores in the fourth minute Kaka in the 74th uh, and it says, after a bright start, team fade in last 20 minutes, but hold on for vital win. Although, uh, even though he scored, it says you switch from a 4-1-3-2 to a 4-2-3-1 with substitution of ineffective Adriano. 
Even though he got a goal. Yeah, well, it's not happening for him. No, I, I fear for Adriano in, this, yeah. in the coming summer transfer window. To be yes. I think he might be shipped out. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, the other game in the group finishes 1-1 between River Plate and PSV, which means River Plate finished top of the group. North London finished second. So you okay. have qualified through but, to the quarterfinals. Yes. Uh, AC Milan in third and PSV Eindhoven in fourth. So, yes. um, yeah. Uh, it's so the quarterfinals then, who would... So, okay, quarterfinals. So you are drawn against Corinthians from Brazil. Okay. Other quarterfinals, River Plate against Bayern Munich. Right. Barcelona against Real Madrid. And wow. Chelsea against Boca Juniors. Wow, which is amazing. These are great looking, great games. Fixtures, and they're aren't all they? just one leg. Just, there's no second leg That's to these. It. It's, it's all a just, knockout it's now. just, just yeah. absolutely. These are knockout games. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we already have played six matches. All yes, the teams. six matches. Yep. Uh, and so we're at match number seven, match day seven. You are, and it's uh, against Corinthians. So this is right. This is tough. You're, you're sort of. It's it's interesting. I mean, a World Club Championship before a league season starts, the players are going to be shattered. You know, this, this is <laughs> this is intense, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's playing every game sort of possible. Yeah, and although maybe uh, I hadn't said it too much in the notes, yeah. but I remember that Kaká was basically kind of holding single handedly. Almost yeah. single-handedly, yeah. he was the creative force that was driving us on mm. because uh, the team looked tired. It, it, the, te- the team looked tired. <laughs> and were, it- were you tired in real life at this point? Where, so in, in actual life, 2006, where, it, like, where would you have physically been playing this tournament? Would it have been at home? In, yeah, in, no, it was in, around in, the house. Because yeah. the last tournament, obviously, was Portugal. Like we, it was we, Portugal. We, this one was around the house. It was literally here. So we're, yes. we're in the, the World Club Championship arena. Yes, we are. Now, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, well, we've discussed that before because the shag park carpet in here is a bit like when it, when it rains outside, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Okay, well, it seems we've been beckoned down the uh, the tunnel for a half-time break. Bob, should we hear from our sponsors? No, wait, there's a, probably another minute of extra time to go. Uh, there was the injury, yeah, you know, okay. to David I'm, Bennett. I think maybe we should cut to the break. Okay, right. <laughs> well, as you know, at North London FC, we take our nutrition very seriously. That's why we're delighted to have Factor as our official nutrition partner of the first team squad. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes, which is excellent for the first team squad coming off a hard training session. You can choose from a variety of weekly menu options, including popular choices like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie, and discover more than 60 add ons every week, like breakfast, on the go lunch, snacks, and beverages, which helps the squad stay fueled and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up for your springtime goals. Get chef-prepared meals on the table in two minutes with Factors ready-to-eat meals so you can get back to doing what you love this spring, like kicking a foam football around the house just like Bob. <laughs> Looking for gourmet meals? Try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. No fuss, no mess meals. Factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Simply heat and savour the good stuff. Plus, Factor are celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for our lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com AGONH50 and use code AGONH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code AGONH50 at factormeals.com AGONH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is still active. Now back to the action. 
The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for Season 9. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. The actual World Cup tournament's going on as you're playing this, right? So the 2006 World Cup is yes. kind of happening. Are you, it is. Are you using the tournament as a sort of scouting mission to, I always do to, yeah, to but actually to be perfectly truthful big tournaments can be they, they misleading kind of, yeah I think you know you know what I think with Man United right now we've had that a bit with uh, Sofian Amrabat yes because he was amazing in the World Cup for yeah. Morocco and to be honest he's not really shown anything no, has he for no. United right now and there was a, a player forward who signed for Aston Villa oh um, having won the golden boot with five was goals was it Milan Baros was it? that's the one because he played for Liverpool as well didn't he yeah and he never really no. took off it's funny isn't it also um, I, I swear there was another Czech guy that we signed it was maybe like Karol Paborski or something like that yes he looks amazing in a tournament for yes. the Czech Republic and again never really did it for us and James Rodriguez mm. do you remember that Beautiful goal that he scored for Colombia. One of the best goals ever, I think. Yeah. Taking it on the chest and volleying it in off the crossbar. Oh, now yeah. I had him in my North London FC team for yeah. a while. And I must say he played better for us than he did for some of the other teams. Well, because did he sign for Real Madrid after that tournament? Was that when Because he was at Porto, wasn't he, for a little bit? Yes, he was. But and then like, it didn't never really happen no. for him, did it? Well, he went to Everton, didn't he, for a bit? And now I think he's now yeah. he's now ended up somewhere really random. He's in China or something like that. Yeah, now. yeah. I know, but I thought he was a lovely player. He had player. everything. Yeah. And if mm. you uh, my feeling about him was that if you built a team around him that supported him properly yeah. and, you know, you're not expecting too much of him, you're giving them, him the ball in space that he can use, mm. that's when you're going to get the best out of have him. You, have you heard yeah. the, uh, <laughs> well, the conspiracy theory about why Hamas Rodriguez never really reached the levels that he could have done? No, what? <laughs> <laughs> this is absolute peak football Twitter oh, in, in play here. Well, because apparently everybody was saying that he was he's uh, in the midst of transitioning to a woman. <laughs> so, <laughs> Do you know, Miles, honestly, that's the last thing I expected you to say. <laughs> that was why. When he was at Everton, it was rife on uh, on football Twitter that he's uh, all, all of the squad knew that he's uh, he wants to transition into a woman, and so he's not really. But <laughs> 
Well, he, he would have added a bit of strength to the Colombian women's team, wouldn't yeah, he? he would, so, yeah, yes. There was a great player at the women's team uh, for Colombia in the World Cup recently, wasn't there? I think her name was Quintero or something like that. Ah. She scored the most amazing goal. Ah. Uh, anyway. It wasn't Hillary Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> Hillary Rodriguez. Maybe it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that was that was the rumour. Or Janice Rodriguez. <laughs> Uh, football Twitter I, I mean I don't know if that's founded maybe in a few years if he comes out as a woman Bob then uh, you'll know where you heard it first <laughs> yes <laughs> I've, I've marked the day okay yeah. Yeah. oh god anyway Hamas uh, Rodriguez aside we are in the quarterfinals of the World Club Championship so Corinthians mm-hmm. from Brazil um, and it looked like a really tough game but 3-1 North London come through it Yapstam from a corner kick a Kaká header mm. and Pablo Aymar in the 76th minute says Cannavaro outstanding in another very hard-fought game. Corinthians control play for first 20 minutes either side of half-time. Yes. Uh, Tristan has the best game of the tournament so far, even though he didn't score, so he must have been providing yes. opportunities for his teammates. But it does say that Fonseca is injured and out for the rest of the tournament. Injuries, do you notice, are beginning to kick in. <laughs> they are. This is just from the, the, yeah. the pure length of the season so yes, far. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, in the other uh, quarterfinals, Bayern Munich beat River Plate 1-0. Right. Barcelona beat Real Madrid 2-0. That's a right. big one. Right, El Gosh, Clasico. A, yes. And, uh, and El Clasico in the World Club Championship. <laughs> that, Isn't that brilliant? Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Boca Juniors have beaten Chelsea 2-1. So they've uh, they've gone through to the... Mourinho wouldn't have been happy, would he? No. No. So the four teams left in it then, let's see. North London, Boca Juniors, Barcelona and Bayern Munich. Okay. The four teams left in. Right. So uh, how are you feeling about your, your, your propositions going into the semi-finals? I don't know who, we, who, who, who would you most got? like to play of those? Just tell me again. Boca Juniors, Barcelona. Barcelona and Bayern Munich. All the Bs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's tough. Uh, Boca Genius. Yeah. Okay. That is who you've been drawing against. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Um, and this looks like a, a mammoth game. So and do you know how I did this? How did you do it? I, I wrote the uh, names down on, on did little you, uh, draw, pieces of paper yeah. and put them in a hat and squirreled it around and, and picked them out yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, it's like what they do on the BBC now live yeah, isn't it, when they yeah, draw in the yeah. FA Cup next round or whatever. Yes. Okay, so mm-hmm. semi-final against Boca Juniors. So the starting 11, I'm in goal. Yep. Got Booker, Cannavaro, Stam and Bennett. Ramelow and Cassaro is a 4-2-3-1. So Ramelow yes. and Cassaro in the two holding I positions. I always, always, always feel more comfortable with the 4-2-3-1. Yeah. Uh, Pablo Aymar starting on the right-hand side in Fonseca's absence. Okay. Uh, with Kaká uh, in the 10, Dylan Harris on the left, Diego Tristan up front by himself. That's a strong team. Yeah. But it's not the strongest. It's, no, you know, it, you, you it, look it, at it player It does seem like player. the right-hand side seems to be a problem for you with Fonseca out injured, doesn't yes, it? Yes, and uh, you compare that with the Figo-Zidane era four years earlier. Mm. This is not as strong a team. No, I'd say that. Mm. I think I think right-wing needs to be a place you address in the in the transfer market. Because mm. if Fonseca... Mm. I think Ben Harris plays out there sometimes, isn't he? Yes. But, He's um, the Beckham yeah, crosser. But, but Pablo Aymar is not a natural mm. winger, really, is he? He's more, no, of, a, he's not. He's more of a number 10, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Um, so that's the team going into the semi-final. Okay. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this out as it happens. Right? Okay. So 24th minute, Boca Juniors take the lead. Okay. Uh, which, is, which is pretty massive. It clearly sparks uh, some energy in the North London team, though, because uh, 13 minutes later, an own goal draws them level. Uh, but Boca Juniors then retake the lead in the 63rd minute, right. which prompts change, changes, um, double change, Cassaro off for Adriano and Imar off for Ian Giggs. <laughs> so <laughs> so right. it looks to me like you've gone to a 4-1-3-2 now with yes. Ian Giggs on the right and Tristan and Adriano up front together. So you've got 
It's still not absolutely convincing, is it? No. It's a lineup. No. no. So this is the 66th minute. So you've got yeah. 25, 30 minutes with Sobbish time to get yourself back into this game. Yes. 78th minute. Dylan Harris with the equaliser. Right. Which sets us up for a, a mammoth last 12 minutes or so. And in the 89th minute, Dylan grabs himself a second and yes, wins the game for yes. North London. Uh, twice come from behind to snatch a hard-fought win. So it's a 3-2 victory and you're into the final. And do you see, just about every summary uses the phrase hard-fought hard win. Hard-fought, yeah. This is not an easy tournament for the team at all. I love this. I mean, this is the sort of thing that you would create on like a video game. Like on FIFA, you just collect all the best teams in the world and slap them into a tournament and see yeah. what happens. It's a, it's, a, it's a really cool concept. Yes. So, 3-2 yes. Boca Juniors. So okay. Barcelona Bayern Munich in the other semi-final. Is there a team you'd prefer to play out of those two? I think this is, so. say, 2006. It's just before the the, the, the brilliant, absolutely messy era, brilliant really. yeah, Barcelona, yeah. the ticker-tacker. Have you seen, by the way, uh, online recently about that? So, the, you know, the Guardiola, like... You'd call them potentially one of the best club teams in history. Yes, how messy. Have you seen? Have you seen the interesting stuff online about that recently? No. About this. This is huge. I'm. I'm. I'm I seem to be into my football conspiracy theories on this episode, go but on, I'm going to go with it. Yeah. So Guardiola was playing in Italy, I think. Right. I can't remember for which team. It was Sampdoria or something like that. And he actually got done for testing positive for this particular uh, performance-enhancing drug. Right. Are we drifting into illegality here, Miles? Well, are, we, are we going to get sued? Is a game of no halves going to find itself in the high court? <laughs> I'm just going by what I've seen online. I'm not saying this is true or false. I'm just, I'm just saying I've seen this online. Okay. Um, anyway, so uh, at the time, Guardiola had this person, personal sort of nutritionist doctor guy. He kind of brought him in when he when he started managing Barcelona, right? Right. And if you look at Messi's injury record, right? Yes. In the years he played for Barcelona before Guardiola took over, yes. he had. You know, an average, you know, a couple of injuries a season, the kind of, you know, a little muscle strain or whatever, the normal thing. In the entire time that Guardiola managed him, he only missed like four games ever right, with injury. Right. And then when Guardiola left, he started picking up niggles again every couple, you know, two a season or whatever. So there's a lot being said about like, yeah. Our nutritionists <laughs> do not do this. No, no. Facts are very good. They're <laughs> co completely above board. <laughs> Conspiracy theories aside. Yeah. Right. So Barcelona, Bayern Munich in the other semi-final. Yes. So, yeah. Who would you rather play at this point in time out of those two teams? Well, it, say it was just before the Barcelona team became the best team probably ever. Um, yeah. And uh, I think Bayern Munich were... Pretty strong, but um, I'm going to go for Barcelona. Okay. The final score was 3-2 mm -hmm. in that game as well, to Barcelona. So it sets up ah, okay. a repeat of the Champions League final, Bob. Wow. Barcelona want revenge. Yes, because we beat them 4-3. Yeah. And it was, again, it was a very, very difficult game. And that was where we but left we last we got episode. through to the final, haven't we? And now wow. anything can happen. Wow. So, yeah, repeat but of the Champions League we've got injured. Final. We've got injuries, yeah, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So, so well, let's, let's run through the starting eleven. Okay. So, yeah, immediately the right-hand side is an issue in this game because yeah. uh, you're playing Ian Giggs on, <laughs> on the right-hand side, who obviously right. being Ryan Giggs's twin brother is uh, a very left-footed, left-sided player. Yes, yes. But anyway, I'm in goal. Booker, Cannavaro, Stan Bennett, Ramelo, Cassaro, Giggs, Imar, Dylan Harris, and Tristan is the so Imar number 11. ten. Imar number ten. Um, so where's Kaká? So Kaká must have been injured, I think, in the last game. Blimey. Um, which is interesting. Yeah, there's no Kaka in, no. in the squad. This is which is also a massive no. blow. I'm, oh, uh, how are you feeling about this? Nervous. <laughs> how are you feeling, audience? I'm nervous about this one. Yeah. So um, 
it, so it's, yeah, it's all come down to this. After the Champions League, will Barcelona get revenge or will North London uh, complete an unprecedented Champions League and uh, World Club Championship? It would have double? been, let's see now, one, two, three, it would have been the fourth World Club <laughs> Championship win right, so on the trot. Maybe not unprecedented in that case if you've done it before. Here we go then. Go on. Final score. North London, nil, Barcelona, two. <gasps> Oh and, my goodness. And North London have lost the World Club Championship final. The only note underneath this in an asterisk is just the end of an era. Oh no. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Whoa, is North London. <laughs> God, bloody hell. The end of an era. The end of an era, full stop. That's it. <laughs> so there's no analysis of the game no, or anything that, like that? Literally, that is it. That is it. The end of an era. Jamming or what from, oh, from, from 2006, Bob. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah, I suppose, I, it, well, I I suppose, suppose it is. It is. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, you say well, you won four on the bounce or whatever. Um, well, let's see. It would be 94, 98, 2002 so to 2006. So. Yeah, so it would have been four on the bounce. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, there you go. I mean, missing Kaka at the end, that, that, I think that was the nail on the coffin because yes, he was. finishes your top scorer in the World Cup Championship with seven. Aymar uh, got three and Dylan got three. John Carew got two. Fonseca got two. Two own goals as well. Yeah. Casara, Ramelo, Adriano and Stam. All that would have one. been it because Kaka single-handedly, in my opinion, although yeah. uh, the summaries uh, suggest other p- people played well as well, mm. but in terms of his goals and his creative driving force, Kaka was the player that kept us in the... Competition. Clearly, I mean, I think that I, I think that, and, and having to, you know being forced to play uh, Ian Giggs on the right hand side. <laughs> yes. Although I do seem to remember, I think United played him on the right hand side in the ninety eight ninety nine uh, Champions League final, didn't they? Because well, now you look at injuries there, because um, I think Ryan Giggs was very one footed. Right. Yes, he was. was the thing. Yeah, or Ian Giggs. <laughs> yeah, both. Well, both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but no, but it, it, you know, can, it definitely can work. It, it would it would be funny, wouldn't it, if you just plonks. Ryan slash Ian Giggs at 23 into the modern day game, whether he'd do a job on the right hand side. Because cutting in, I think he he might well be good at that. What was the winning goal? How was the winning goal for United scored um, against Aston Villa? Mm. How how did it happen? It happened with a, a, a beautiful, curling, accurate right footed cross from the right, headed in by McSauce. <laughs> which is, which is our name for McTominay. It did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I still believe that crossing is mm. a massive weapon in well, terms of goal scoring. I know, it's funny. It's, it goes out of the game a bit now. But actually, Scott McTominay gives that to United. I think that's why it's dangerous because yes. last few minutes of a game, you can just chuck a ball in towards him and he does win headers. He's won 12 points for United. I saw that. Yeah. I know. Yeah. This season so far. He's clutch. Which is incredible. I, lo- I love a bit of McSauce. Yeah. I, I, I don't think he's the sort of player that, like, as long as he's happy being that sort of squad role and knowing that he's not necessarily going to start every single game, but he has an important role to play, mm. he, I think he's the sort of player that's actually invaluable in the squad. Yeah. Because I think all the great United teams down the years have had those players where, like, you know, like your Park Ji-sungs, like your um, Javier Hernandez in certain situations yes. in, in seasons where they know that they're not going to start every single game, but 
when they're called upon, they're, they're, they're there to do a very important job. And I, I hope we keep hold of Scott McSomerley. Because also yeah. he's a United product as well. He's come through the academy. You, you, you know. loved Chikorito, didn't you? He, yeah, my favourite player when he was at United. Yeah, yeah. Very, I very, very harshly t- treated after Fergie left for me. Do you remember, yeah, do you remember and then, there was a Champions League game? I think he was, obviously David Moyes came in and he clearly wasn't massively in favour. And then Van Gaal came in and Van yeah. Gaal clearly was just like, he's shit. And there was a Champions League game we were playing away somewhere and he missed a penalty. And, and, oh, yes. and Van Gaal looked over to his assistant or whoever it was at the time and just like shook his head and mm-hmm. you could just tell oh, that was yeah. it and, but wasn't it was lovely the other, the, a couple of weeks ago when Sir Alex uh, sent that message yeah. well he's re-signed for um, uh, his original club Ch- is it Chivas yeah something like that yeah, yeah. Guadalajara yeah. Um, Do yeah one thing before this episode ends okay. I'm just intrigued Miles yeah. to see we won't go into the season itself, yeah. but to see what impact this failure has had on the recruitment. Okay, well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah the, that, that, that might be nice. So, so we'll set the squad up with transfers and stuff, shall we, before we yeah, get into the next yeah, episode. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, well, entertain the audience whilst I go and grab the file, Bob, and I'll, I'll be back in a sec. Okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm very unused to entertaining audiences, Miles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 2006-2007 is the season we're yes, going into, right? Okay, yes. here we go. So, so let's have a look at the so, so transfers the, in, in and out. Are there a lot? They're wild. Yes, there are. Oh, Jesus yes. Jesus Christ, there are loads. We are, you see, <laughs> ruthless. We now are ruthless right. because the team, I don't know, it didn't match up, did it? Wow. Okay. God, there are, yeah, a lot of transfers going on. Okay, so we start with the out. Go on. Um, so back, we've gone to Chelsea, obviously, as we alluded to last episode. Right. Yap Stam's gone. Well, how old was he? Uh, By then. Yeah, 30s. Yeah. yeah and just an sure. explanation if you've missed the previous episodes, the reason Balak would have gone to Chelsea is that Chelsea would have signed him. Yeah. And, so yeah. therefore, he's joined a Premier League team, so I have to let him go. Yeah, yeah. Yep, Sam's gone. Fonseca's gone. Yeah. Um, Diego Tristan has gone. I can't believe well, that. Oh, what? that that's, how that's, much for? For 4.3 million. How old was he? He, he, must, he must have been, have been... More, probably into his 30s. Yeah. yeah. But look, yeah. so, uh, yeah, Diego Tristan's only 29, so 30. I'm amazed. 4.3 million he's gone out for. I mean, that was then, so... so the, yeah, true, uh, but, yeah. you know, even so... He didn't sign for a Premier League team, did he? No. No, I don't think so. No. 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 That's, wow. wow. God, there's been... Yeah, talk about ruthless. Uh, Adriano, the, the experiment has not worked and he's no, gone. He's gone. 15.7 million. Yeah. Pablo imar has gone as well. Bob, you're really, you're bloody <laughs> clearing out everybody. <laughs> yes. 16.7 million. Imar's out. Yeah. Romadal has gone for 2.1 mil and uh, and Ben Harris has retired. Oh, Ben. Sad time. So, yeah. Ben's going to be on this show soon. Yeah, 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 he is. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're going to get some, some ex-players on. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, bloody hell, that is... So, Balak, Stamp, Fonseca, Tristan, Adriano, Imar, Romadal, and Ben Harris, all, all gone. All gone. That is a clear that out is and a half, isn't it? a huge change. Jesus Christ. So, who's come in? Well, so, uh, in terms of then uh, tallying up your funds, right. so you've got 20 million for winning the Champions League, 15 for getting to the final of the World Club Championship. You still had 16.7 left over from last season, uh, which apparently leaves you with about 130 million in the transfer budget. Okay, see, this, and that was summer. then and this is now. The money's just inflated so massively yeah. since then. <laughs> okay, there are right. some big names coming okay. in in this transfer okay. window. Go on. So uh, I'll start at the bottom and go up. Mauro Camarinesi, who is a Juventus uh, midfielder, I believe. Yes. In for 7.6 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rafael Marquez, the central defender from uh, Barcelona. Oh, yes. Mexican centre-back, in for 9.9 million. Okay. 
Frank Ribery has come in. Ribery. For 11.2 million. See, now million. that solves the problem on the right-hand yeah, side. Yeah, it does. Yes, it does. And actually, Cameron Acey can play on the right as well. So yes. you've got two really good options That's on the right-hand right. side now. Yeah. Miroslav Klose has come in oh, up front okay. for 8.3 million. Now, th- that may have been a moment where I went against my own... Uh, policy of not signing players who do well in a, a World Cup. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he did do well in the well, World he, Cup. Well, I think he's still, he's now, he's now Germany's all-time top scorer in the yeah, World Cup, I think. Yeah, yeah to be fair, it would have been yeah. after the World Cup he yeah. would have come in. Yeah. Uh, Gennaro Gattuso. Well, defensive midfielder okay. for 9.1 million. Yes, now Gattuso. <laughs> yeah. God. He's an absolute bulldog, isn't he? He was a beast. Yeah, yeah. And um, that's, again, if you looked at the team in the World Club Championship, Maybe that's what they did lack also, was that little bit of steel. Yeah. Because I think there has to be... A team needs it. I think that's what actually United have been lacking a lot in the last few years. And that's why I think uh, players like... Um, Martinez. Uh, Martinez and uh, and uh, Casemiro have added a little bit of that to the team finally. Well, Gattuso, you don't get more steel no, you than, than Gattuso. You do not want to cross Gennaro oh Gattuso, God, do you? No. Uh, Another Italian compadre coming in with him as well because Andrea Pirlo has joined the club as well. Well, for one of the greatest midfield players ever. And if you notice, I've signed a little clash of Italian players yeah, so have. that they all feel comfortable Cameron in the team together. Uh, Gattuso and Pirlo all yeah, coming in. Yeah. And finally, a big striker has joined because Fernando Torres has joined the club for £21.4 million. Pounds. Right. So that means that Pirlo, Gattuso, Torres, Closer, Ribery, Marquez and Cameron Acey have all joined the club. What a transfer window. Wow. Jesus Christ. So <laughs> um, so it means, so you've actually put underneath this the first team starting lineup. So I'm assuming this is your choice Preferred, starting yeah, 11 for the season. I'm in goal. Yep. Douglas Booker right back. David Bennett left back. With Cannavaro and Marquez at centre back. Obviously with Freddie Haynes. Uh, to come off the bench and start when needed. Andrea Pirlo and Gennaro Gattuso in two holding midfield roles. Oh my goodness. Frank Ribery on the right, yep. Dylan Harris on the left with Kaká in behind Torres. Oh, now that's that's a strong team that again That starts to look like a team. Yeah. And then for the sub, you've got Mark Barnard, Freddie Haynes, Carson Ramelow, Cassaro, uh, Closer, Cameron Acey and Giggs. Right. So that is the squad going yes. into the 2006-2007 season. And wow. we're going to see next episode... <laughs> How they get on? That is that's that. What a transfer window! That My is one me. hell of a transfer that's like window. A, it's like a completely different team, isn't it? Now it's it's like the one that that I did at the beginning of this current season. Yeah, massive changes because the previous year the team hadn't quite done as well as I thought they should do. Mm. So we bring in players who, you know, because every decision is carefully thought through. In other words, you know, even Gattuso, who we know wasn't the greatest sort of skillful football player, but what yeah. he did bring, as you say, Miles, that word bulldog, the, yeah. bull, the, bull, the bulldog yeah. ferocity yeah. is what he brought to midfield. And we needed that. I'm very well, excited for the next episode to yeah, see how same. this new new blood of players is going gonna, is gonna to do. Uh, in the current actual 23-24 uh, season, Bob, North London, have there been any fixtures played since we last spoke? Uh, yes. Um, we're, we're now, I think it's... Uh, uh, seven points clear at the top of the table. Okay. We're doing well this season. In fact, at some stage or another, we should settle on a review, shouldn't we, of where yeah. we are yeah. leading up towards the end of the season. Yeah, we should. We'll, we'll do but that I think if, if, it, it's ours to lose now. 
Good stuff. Okay, great. Well, I'm extremely excited to uh, head into 0607 in the next episode. I hope you are as well. Everybody that's uh, listening and watching, thank you very much for joining us as always on the Game of No Halves. It's always so much fun. Uh, do leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the podcast if you're enjoying it because uh, we're loving bringing you this uh, crazy <laughs> world. Um, but- let, let me just briefly say goodbye to some of the people who, some of our fans, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ramesh, <laughs> Rangadathan, Trevor, Bro- Trevor Nelson. I feel like Ramesh and Trevor are going to have to be drawn into the youth academy, the amount of times we've mentioned them. Yeah, Verdon Kay, yeah. Dermot O'Leary, <laughs> and Rob Beckett. What do we oh, think? Oh, and Mike Bubbins. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who's, yeah. Who's, yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. Who's been in touch so on So thanks, on guys. We really appreciate your support. Yeah, I feel like we should maybe we get like a little Start cla- them. A class of 24 yeah. together and we can get a youth academy going with all these. Anyway, yeah. we'll, we'll think about that next time. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> thanks. We'll catch you again soon. See you soon. Bye. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not on the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way, and that's with Babbel. Did you know that learning actually makes a sound? It's true. Listen. That's the sound of you learning a new language with Babbel. Don't pay 100 private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel is designed by real people for real conversations. Yeah, that's right. And actually, this helped me a lot recently, Bob, because I know that we've been talking about, I did my shoot to Real Madrid recently and got up to the stadium and went to pick up my media accreditation and I couldn't travel with a, a, a stool or a chair to sit on at the side of the pitch, which I often do in the UK. So I had to go up to collect my accreditation. I had to ask for a chair. And uh, thanks to Babbel and its convenient courses, I went up and confidently said, Necesito una asia, por favor, which means I need a chair, please. And the person behind the desk was like, ah, si, aquí, which means, oh yeah, here, pointed. And there was somebody with a whole stack of chairs, which I grabbed and took it to the side of the pitch and then shot the game sitting in the chair that I just got. So it worked very well for me. That's brilliant. Thank you, Babbel. Studies from Yale, Michigan State University and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study in particular found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Wow. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Babbel has sold over 16 million subscriptions, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. And here's a special limited-time deal for all our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription but only for our listeners at babble.com slash A-G-N-H. That's amazing. I'm actually going to do this right now. Get up to 60% off at babble.com slash A-G-N-H. That's babble spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash A-G-N-H. Rules and restrictions may apply. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.